Welcome to Radio 5G, where we sort fact from fiction, conspiracy from falsehood, reality from the unknown. And by doing so, we change the collective consciousness of humanity. A production of CosmicReality.com And welcome to Radio 5G. This is a pre-recording that will be played originally in, on June 7th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph. And we have a very, very, uh, very, very friendly guest in that it's Yasmin West. And she has been a, a host on some of our shows and uh, many, many times on all of our shows. But this is the first time she's been on Radio 5G. Now, those two have uh, subjects that they wanted to cover that I honestly know virtually nothing about. So we're going to all learn something in the next two hours. Uh, I'm going to turn it over to Mark. Mark, it's now in your court. Yeah, so um, Yasmin's been in the Shanghai show before, Say What show. And always looking. I always look forward to those shows because it's, it's um, not just entertaining, but very informative. Um, and, and it's not like locally based too. it's it's, it's worldwide now that she has um, not just different energy devices, uh, Shungite or otherwise, but the Eagle, the Shungite uh, Cloudbuster and expanding its um, role and power and into multiple dimensions. So we've um, updated, uh, what do you call it, the, the public on it in the Facebook Shungite reality group. Um, and sometimes in Cosmic Reality, the Facebook group there. But um, <clears throat> uh, Yasmin also has a, a YouTube uh, site page, if you could tell us that, your site, and um, maybe like a short bio. Sure. Um, so my YouTube site is The Reiki Accountant. And um, also my website, uh, thereikiaccountant.com. Uh, you can get to all my social media links there, including my YouTube and Facebook and all that. Um, so, and I, and I've also posted links to some of the past shows I was on, um, past Cosmic Reality, Shanghai, Say What shows. Um, so, yeah, um, so that's kind of how it all started for me was with the Eagle and, um, trying to solve a problem, uh, the fires that were out of control in California. And so I, I, on my website, I've published the article on, you know, where that started back in 2021. And I've also recently did a YouTube presentation kind of, and it kind of blew my mind as well, because you know, I kept working on this problem, but, you know, over the past year and a half, I, when I started to compare where we started, um, as far as not just the fires, but the drought situation in California, um, it, you know, between 2021 and where we are now, it, it's, it's quite amazing. And I was able to kind of, because I was repeatedly posting things on Facebook. Facebook as it would happen. And so I would sync up the dates of my postings with 
kind of what I was seeing in the news articles and just through working with the eagle and intentions, you know, there really is no denying that it was having an effect. So just looking at it from a big picture perspective, it really kind of blew my mind as well when I put together that YouTube. Um, so it's about an hour long and it, it has some visual comparisons of, um, you know, just how bad our reservoirs, how dry they were when we started and where we are as of now. So um, California has got plenty of water um, and it's almost, it's almost like we're, um, I was kind of chatting with Mark a little bit and you might want to chime in a little bit on that, on how the Eagles now kind of morphed into, I'll just kind of have a thought about a problem that needs to be addressed and it's almost like a radio dial. I just kind of tune in and lock it in place. And I, I almost don't even have to think about it too much. And it starts going to work on the problem to uh, bring balance and make things right. So, and I think that also ties in with um, the Hoponopono resonator of Waltz that I have that I've linked up with the Eagle as well. So, I don't know if you want to comment a little bit on that, Mark, and because I know you had done some things for the border, right? Um, I, I would, I, let me point this out. When you program a Shungite device, it keeps the program. If we put out, you know, gee, could you, you know, uh, throw a love blanket, throw some energy towards something, it's like we have to keep replenishing it, but the Shungite doesn't forget. And it keeps putting out that energy. So th that's one of the things you might be feeling is the once you do it, it's done. Right? Yeah, it, it almost has a mind of its own now. That's how I feel. Oh, absolutely. I won't argue with that at all. <laughs> I mean, in a good way. You know, it just, yeah. it's just like I have a thought that we need to work on something and it just starts doing it. So. Yep. Yep. So I just want to say this because our this is Radio 5G's audience. Um, Shungite is something that has brought virtually everybody that's on this station together. Because if they come to us over radio, we make sure that they <laughs> get Shungite and have the experience of Shungite. So yes, we keep referencing Shungite. We're referencing Walt Silva's devices, the Eagle, which is a cloud buster, which is based on Wilhelm Reich's work and others but because Walt just keeps improving on these and the uh, resonators that she's talking about there's different energies that are let's say the basic energy that are put into different energy devices that are in this case called resonators but they are all malleable to being to working with you the operator to say it, it doesn't have to be like Pono. It doesn't have to be like the sun resonator. It can be the sun resonator, but it can all be also be programmed with all anything else you need. So it's a fundamental understanding of energy devices, and uh, you can go and find out a lot more about these at uh, newparadigmtools.net, newparadigmtools.net, and that's Walt Silva. So I just wanted to set up what it is that we're we're talking about here. I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. 
no worries. <laughs> yeah, so um, <clears throat> was it? Uh, yeah, the border thing was was a Bards FM project through prayer to make it rain at the border. But because we have a, um, a Shungite uh, Cloudbuster national and now worldwide grid because of the one in Singapore, not Singapore, um, in the UK, um, which I posted in the Shungite group of its uh, field of influence. So I don't know for Radio 5G. I mean, there's it, it's, there's a stratification of mindsets here where the biohackers, um, most of them cannot comprehend the spin and counterspin that the Russians have been uh, um, applying uh, technologically and astrally for decades already. Um, but the West is still catching up to that. Like, um, like for me, the next level up to biohacking is mitochondriac hacking, mito, mito hacking. And in that forum, very few understand biogeometry and that whole spin thing of harmonization of these frequencies and um, uh, counterproductive counterspin against nature of, of these uh, <clears throat> vibrations and, and torsion. And so while it's been building on that, what for, you know, you go to cosmicreality.net, uh, check out the archives and how Walt's been building and building upon uh, insights he's been getting from his guides. So now that we have the um, evolution of Eagle, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it did have an influence on the border's reign and um, Bards FM even even had talked expanded on it when he was talking to 107 and how that whole thing connects uh, spiritually even through prayer. But um, I think Walt even mentioned that uh, that his his resonators have a kind of um, astral bio AI aspect to it um, on, on the <clears throat> multi-dimensional level. And so I don't know, Nancy, if, if uh, you remember him commenting on that. There's kind of a it's it's oh, he, he believes that there is a sentience. I wouldn't call it an AI sentience because I mean, if you go back to the basics, everything in that is in existence has a, a consciousness. And in the case of a, a rock, you'd go, well, what kind of consciousness is there? Well, have you ever been a rock? Do you know? <laughs> you know, but you can. That's why you have crystals that are so important to people, minerals that that people, you know, work with that they think that it helps. Um, even gold, you know, I mean, all of the mineral kingdom, it's not a dead kingdom, it's alive. So when you got Shungite, you you have a sentience, but it's it's a little different than like a ruby, okay? Because when uh, whenever I would play like with rubies, rubies come from different places in the earth, and each one of them has a different chemical composition to it. So you can feel that it's slightly different energy. You can feel the ruby energy, but then there's this uniqueness based on where it really was uh, manufactured by nature. Well, when you're talking about Shungite, you're talking about a, a mineral composition that is found only one place in the world. So all of the Shungite has this really important uh, quantum entanglement where it, it, it's not just a piece of Shungite. It's like you're connecting to the, and there are books written on this, that every mineral has an overlord type of person, okay, just for lack of another way of explaining it. The, the uh, arch archetypical 
prototype of the energy field that then uh, manifests in the 3D is like a ruby. But in Shungite's case, it all comes from the same place. There's one entity that seems to be behind it that is imbuing every single particle of Shungite with this connection to a spiritual realm that in my decades of working with minerals and gems, I've never felt before. It, uh, it, it's the, the primary thing that makes it go is the C60 molecule that's in it. It's got more C60 than any place else in the world. And it did come from outer space because in interstellar space, NASA believes the C60 molecule is the most prevalent molecule out there. So you've got this C60 molecule that in and of itself is magical beyond belief. My personal view is that the universe is in a C60 structure because of the geometry of it. It's just such a perfect geometry. So it's it's an essence of a combination of 3D molecular manipulation to get a very special material that is only found one place in the earth. So anytime you've got a real piece of shungite with you, you are connected to that one mother load. And that one mother load is full of C60s that in the 3D realm have torsion and spin that's more powerful than anything else I know or have heard about. And it can uh, detoxify unnatural molecules or change an electromagnetic spin of something from being damaging to you because it's running contrary to the human cells or one that's compatible with the rotation so that it's enhancing your rotation at the cellular level. So when we talk about shungite, we, we, it is a magical substance, but it's based in 3D. It's a tool to use to connect to a higher realm of consciousness that begins with a material world in the form of rocks, but then, you know, where does it end? Probably we don't know. Probably we'll never know because it'll probably change as soon as we change. But um, sorry to go on that rant, but it's like that, again, it's our audience in 5G. They may not know the mystical properties of Shungite. And, you know, that's what we're talking here. Because we do talk spirituality and that we're in a war for spirituality. Uh, well, it's a battle yeah. of what and what doesn't. And I, I feel like the Shungite is very pertinent to the 5G discussion. Oh, um, absolutely. Because, I, I mean, when you're talking about cell phone towers and the 5G, you're talking about having that spin that is uh, completely opposite of what Shungite spins at to bring about that harmonious frequency. So that's where your toxicity is coming from in 5G. Well, it's not only the toxicity because it does scramble your brain too. Yeah. You know, if you're if you're in electromagnetic fields and they're rotating contrary to what your whole body wants to rotate, you begin to get what I call mind clog uh, cloud. It's like you, you feel like you're in a cloud. You can't you're not sharp, you're not, you know, and that's what it changes. That was one of the first things that I picked up on was that my my thinking was much more clear in the Shungite environment. 
because it's clearing out the garbagey signals and electromagnetic signals that are in your brain because of your environment. So it, it's, you know, different levels that it works at. Yeah, Nancy, one of your first stories is um, that you do suffer from EHS, right? I mean, that, that was the primary, because our bodies are antennas, basically. I mean, partly because of all of the nanobots inside them, but it, it, it's, it's uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the spine is like an antenna by itself, too. The intuition and connection to uh, uh, God source, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, 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 the universe is energy. And when you what you alluded to, there are people out there that can get a lot of the concept we're in a spiritual battle, but they can't get the concept that we're in a spiritual battle, that the winners are the ones that can manipulate energy better than the other guy. And that that's where the battle is, is, is in the concept of energy. Our thoughts, if our thoughts can be uh, focused on the sim a similar ending, you know, we're going to get rid of the, the stuff that doesn't work, all right, just something simple. It, we, we can't be denied because the thought energy is so dang powerful because that's, it's God energy, it's the source of, of creation. It's this spark of, you know, here's your power. It's in your, your mind. Reality is what you think it is. And you can think it into whatever reality you want if you understand that. And that's one of the reasons that we do these radio shows is to give a format where people can come in unison and hear the same words, think about the same things, and influence the collective consciousness of humanity. And that's what the spiritual war is really all about, the consciousness of humanity. Do you want to dumb it down to the point that you've got a bunch of zombies walking around? Or do you want to allow it to grow into what it wants to be, which is absolute awake, aware, and full of the love and light energy that is all around us? We just can't see it because the dark side keeps it from us. That makes sense? Yeah, um, so kind of uh, going off on what you're saying that even Gene Decode said that the building block of the universe is a C60 fullerene. Um, in past Shanghai shows, we talked about Stanford Hospital has a giant a fullerene ball in front of the hospital. I thought that was pretty cool. People can look at it. It's like an art uh, piece um, in Palo Alto. But um, so like anything, like it, consciousness is what makes all of this, right? So even the raw shungite in deeper dimensions is the black lion the, the silver shungite is um uh, the white lion and, and then i still have to ask derek and Walt if, if, if uh, <clears throat> the the cosmic silver has a, a form of its own but um yeah th this this uh, tension between worlds that we have so it, it, which is beyond uh, left and right good and evil it, it's more of a centralization and decentralization in that open source access um it, it's like the how they say the free market is what will will um like nature is what will determine if something is worth its its salt or not and of course in the even in the decentralization you know because crypto is huge and, and what does crypt mean at the same time um but it is for now it, it could be a temporary um space for as, as a bridge like an immediate bridge 
but we also have the wolves and sheep clothing, Trojan horses and grifters and all those labels, right? We have to be careful of in these different layers. So Yasmin, um, uh, I don't know if you want to expand on any of those things that um, we were covering. It's kind of all over the place, but to me it connects because <laughs> this is about going into new earth and what are the tools that we can have. And so going back to the eagle, um, you know, uh, uh, Dane Wigington, who's up sort of in your area, but more Shasta County. <clears throat> and I did share a link to a uh, recent Sarah Westall interview with um, New California President uh, Paul Preston, and they were uncovering all sorts of things. But California has been having a lot of victories. So people check out the Sarah Westall interview with um, uh, Paul Preston and Dave Hodges, where they're arresting officials by going a legal step by step approach. And this can be replicated. Arizona, which is where Dave Hodges is from, you know, the whole voting thing. Um, but uh, yeah, back to the, the Dane Wiggy thing, thing real quick. So uh, yeah. it was, oh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, and, and I listened to that link that you sent, and that was very encouraging for California. So I, I was happy to hear all that news. <laughs> but um, yeah, kind of going back to consciousness and the tools we have, um, uh, you know, I know a lot of people recently, they were kind of shaken up with um, and Dr. Buttar's death. And, um, you know, I, I think most of the people listening to this show and the other cosmic reality shows understand exactly what happened. It wasn't an accident. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he was someone that I admired a lot because uh, he did understand that consciousness and the God source connection piece of things. Um, but yet um, they were still able to get to him. So um, that's why I, you know, I, I definitely, I'm, you know, both feet in the pool jumping in as far as consciousness goes and, um, I put put my all into the work with the eagle and um, the other energy work that I do. But, um, you know, sometimes that's not enough. Um, and so that we should also try and do some 3D solutions for people as well. It does take time, I think, to develop that trust with the universe where um, everything, you know, you kind of have this mindset that even if something quote unquote bad happens, it's if you if you have that trust and connection with the universe, you, you don't worry because you know you can change it in an instant. Or it could just be the universe clearing something out of your way to bring something better in. So I'm starting to see things that way with everything that's going on in the world that you know maybe these aren't just the dark players um trying to control us for whatever reason maybe they're actually in a role to clear out things that we no longer need um you know things like corrupt medical institutions and things like that, that, um, and, uh, reading this one book that, uh, if we have time to talk about it, um, just 
I was blown away on um, kind of how the FDA works and all that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, not not sure what <laughs> I may have gotten off topic there, but um, yeah, just the consciousness piece. Well, you you brought up the you brought up the FDA re- the way it works. Yeah, I think that I think that if you explain what you learned in the FDA report, that it's another form of consciousness. It's another way of looking at reality that isn't ours. Right. And so um, this book that I was reading for um, is called Your Your Own Perfect Medicine. It was written by Martha Christie. And this was actually a book written back in 1994 was the first printing and so this form of medicine was has been known for a very long time and in fact it's it's in a lot of the pharmaceutical products uh, that people consume so um, it's I would highly recommend people read the book even if they never even do the therapy because um, it, it's very revealing um, and reveals a lot of truth. But one thing she wrote, and I will just, I highlight a, some passages in the book, and so I'll go ahead and read those. Um, so she says, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, does not generally research or test medical treatments itself. It depends on private corporations to do that. And because of this fact, the FDA does not have firsthand knowledge of which treatments are effective and safe and which aren't. They rely on the company that has developed the treatment to tell them which treatments should be marketed to the consumers. And so when I read that, I was like, well, wow, you know. Um, maybe they're not as corrupt as we suspect, and maybe they're just foolish and don't know. I mean, there's probably corruption, but, um, yeah, they, they don't even know because they're relying on, on these drug companies to tell them what they should be testing for. Um, and then she also quotes in her book, um, another book, The Betrayal of Health by J.D. Beasley, um, where he says, uh, the drug industry is a business. In a regrettable catch-22, the main sources of information for the regulation of the pharmaceutical industry are companies themselves. The watchdog of the drug industry, the Food and Drug Administration, sets testing standards, and then evaluates the test results submitted by the companies. In determining whether a drug is safe, the FDA does not perform clinical trials of new drugs, and they only rarely run toxicity tests. As a result, the FDA must make its decisions based on the information provided by the very company that wants to market the drug. If the information provided is fraudulent, the FDA and the public is unlikely to find out about it until a significant problem occurs. Despite the conflict of interest inherent in such situations, 
Drug companies continue to be major funder of research on most common diseases and their potential treatment. And it is no surprise that the research focuses on finding new chemical methods of managing disease or, or at least symptoms. Indeed, one could expect the drug companies to fund research on therapies such, oh, wait, indeed, could one really expect the drug companies to fund research on therapies such as nutrition that cannot be patented and will not significantly increase their market share? So, I mean, I don't know if you guys want to comment on that, but it, I mean, well, it's very uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a comment because what's the mindset of the FDA? The reasoning behind allowing this to occur is that, well, they know more about it. They should put the money into testing it and then they can tell us because we don't have the testing facilities to be able to do all this. It's all, all BS. But it's predicated on the concept of, well, they're going to be honest. <laughs> you know, no. The people that go along with this, it's not that they're foolish. They know that it's probably not a good idea, but they bank on the fact that the FD, that the pharmaceutical companies are going to be honest. And that is so clearly uh, uh, the same thing that a lot of people walk around with regarding politics. Well, yeah, I'm going to trust them. They're going to be honest. No. You know, it's like we have this this thing in our heads that we want we want to try human beings want to trust other human beings but that gets you into trouble because other human beings can be manipulated and every person out there you go oh i can't be manipulated well you haven't been put into a situation where you're being told well look at if if you don't do this you're going to lose your job or if you do this we'll give you all this money you're not in that situation of having to make those decisions. So it's like they, the people that get sucked up into allowing this to happen are manipulated by the people that understand this manipulation. And unfortunately, we don't, as a society, prepare people for this. Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Everyone has their price, right? And, right. you know, it doesn't have to be money. It, it could be threatening someone's family or something. So it, it's a sad reality we have to face that, you know, all of us in the perfect storm can be compromised. No, not everybody. You okay. Know, once, what, what, because once you understand that, once you understand that no matter what they throw at you as threats, okay, are nothing compared to the the power and glory of the God force. If you trust the God force. Now, Dr. Batar, when he went out there, uh, you know, it, it, the, I did a, a segment last week, I guess it was. I mean, yeah, or the week before, or whatever. And I had a whole series of his clips. There was like three clips. The last clip, he was talking about how everything's going to be okay. You know, everything's going to be okay. 
And then within days of him putting that out, he was dead. Or are things okay? Death cannot be the threat. You know, okay, they took him out, but I can guarantee you that on the other side, he's still working. I think that was a fundamental mistake on their part. Yeah, it's, I think so too. <laughs> oh, they made uh, him a martyr. He's a martyr, but his voice is still being heard. Yeah. I mean, I went out to thousands of people with his his voice that I had never done before. You know, and he's going to he's gonna, I mean, people understand what he gave us now or are beginning to, to he's, he was, uh, the, you know, I mean, you can't say enough about him. But the, the, the fundamental message that he left us is everything's going to be OK. Don't be afraid of dying. Death is not the enemy. The enemy is what's happening here in this 3D world for the spiritual souls of humanity. And if I have to die for this, uh, you know, the, the true spiritual warriors out there know that they can be targeted and know that it won't matter. Because if they die, they'll be in, you know, in, in, a, in a place where they can still manipulate what's happening on this earth plane. The yeah, sometimes even more effectively. <laughs> in, in a lot of ways, maybe. And you know, I could make the I could make the argument that he had done as much as he could on the 3D to be a martyr and to make the decision as a as a higher soul to to leave this plane and go to that plane probably does make him much more influential just by that. Maybe it wasn't a dark side, you know, situation. Maybe it was his decision. Death is not the enemy. Yeah. Could be. Could be. We just don't know yet, you know, what, what the potential is of of being on that side and still having, you know, I mean, well, I don't want to get into Dave Corso. Dave Corso passed over, but he's been working with us for, since he passed over, giving us insights. And, that, you know, that's true. You know, he didn't just die and leave the earth plane. We once asked him, what are you supposed to be doing? And he said, oh, you're supposed to decide where you want to go next. <laughs> you know, he said, but I decided I don't want to make the decision. I'm going to stay here for a while, help you guys out. So he's playing around in the sandbox with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel my mom's doing that, too. <laughs> Well, I feel like we've we've had a number of people pass over, and uh, Christia Cumming Slack and and Reverend Lee Brown, and I feel very strongly that they're still there, you know, spreading love and light in ways that um, you know until you get there, you don't even know you have the capacity to do. So, yeah, I even feel the connectedness of like the Vedrus of Russia. It was like they're ancient people. And Walt and I talk about it. It's uh, the Ringing Cedars of uh, Russia, that series of books where we get introduced to them. And they suddenly kind of disappeared. They were there and then they weren't. And my feeling is a lot of them 
saw the darkness, evil that was, you know, like a cancer across the earth and decided that instead of getting taken out by it to become part of it, that they would just leave and wait for the time to get right. I think there's a lot of ancestral spirits out there that have been just waiting for us to get to a place where they can, where we can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, are you there? If you are, can you give us a hand here? We don't know the limits of that type of reality. I'm really off track now. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're on the wrong show. <laughs> Nah, this is a great show. This is this is this is one of the well, right now this is the most popular show I have. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and it's because I think that we introduce other people to the audience, because it's one thing to listen to us say the same thing over and over and over again. It's another thing to hear the same thing said over and over again by other people, and you know the full implication of how 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 widely accepted is our reality a reality of spirituality yeah of being everything we can be of playing with devices like a, an eagle what's that well it's energy what's magic magic's the manipulation of energy yep I mean, you know it's and 5g 5g was there it's still, you know, it's still a player. They've been building it out since, you know, the pandemic and everything. But, but um, Nancy, it doesn't work. They've, it doesn't work. <laughs> so, yeah, they've, and, well, okay, maybe my eagle broke the tower. <laughs> but um, they they took down our regular cell tower and they replaced it with a 5G tower and, you know, we're in a 55 plus community, so I guess there's restrictions on um, on how much signal they can put in our community. But, I mean, everybody complains that the signal is crap, it doesn't work, and, you know, I, I can't see that they're going to be able to use it for much of anything based on the failure that I see it is. And I guess uh, there's some guys that Bob works at, at the, at his city job that know a little bit more about the 5g technology. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> nobody wants, nobody wants to implement it because it, it just doesn't work and it won't talk to their systems or anything like that. So um, I I think it's gonna die a miserable death. But according according to Mark Steele, to make it work, they had to put the power up so high that it burnt out the cell towers, it burnt out the cell phones. So they can't turn it up to to the degree that it'll work. That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you if you remember when they first turned on. The power stations in, um, oh gosh, it was China someplace. Where was it? But they they turned on the 5G, and all of a sudden, in three cities, these transformers blew up and started fires. South Korea. Three cities. Oh, South Korea. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Thank you. And you know that was an indicator. Uh, as soon as it happened, Mark was, you know, I, I was, I 
I, the first thing I did was, Mark, what? You, oh, that was 5G. They turned it. You know, I mean, it was like, yeah, I figured that. Um, because it just, so, you know, that was that was the end of it right there. Because they didn't have to, yeah. they just realized, oh, my God, you know, this is not going to work. And, uh, yeah, so it's out there. It, it's a planned part of their agenda to use 5G electromagnetic uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Braun, 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 uh, Braun, yep. yeah, um, he was talking about the electromagnetic, the, the positive, negative charges, everything about what the vaccination is doing inside at the nano level, but, um, it needs 5G to actually really implement. So again, why, why doesn't it work? I mean, these are the they're supposed to know what they're doing well it doesn't work because we wouldn't allow it to in our minds we wouldn't allow it to happen it was human yeah. beings all over the world saying no you know another human being so you can't stop it yes we can just say no no not no no contract not going to happen well yeah and just um you know going back to uh at that gal cat that she tapped into our eagle grid and took nine Shungite nuggets, threw it in a 5G tower, and was able to counteract it. Now, mo- mo- I mean, the Shungite helped, but obviously there was consciousness involved in there. So I think even with just our consciousness alone, tapping into Shungite, um, it's definitely having an effect. and. To take it down. <laughs> you know, there's an interesting thing. Again, synchronicities run through. Synchronicity is thought and action. And there's so many synchronicities that just in this conversation. But one of the uh, things that happened just recently is Derek got a hold of me and he said, you've got to see this movie. And I said to him, okay. And he gives me the the trailer and I look at the trailer and I said, I'm sorry, this is not something I want to look at. It's not appealing to me at all. And he said to me, well, let me put it to you this way. In the last three seconds of the movie, a gin kicks a soccer ball. Okay. Now the gin are spiritual beings that have a long history, a long tradition, not in America, but in the uh, far East and I believe very strongly in the jinn. So the fact that you have this image of a jinn kicking a soccer ball, and a soccer ball is a C60 molecule, it's the same shape, all the dimensions are the right. same. Right, yeah. So I did, I watched the movie, it's called 3,000 Years of Longing. 3,000 Years of Longing. It's on Prime, Amazon Prime for free, if you've got that. Um, so, so I, you know, that's what he said to me and that I watched the movie <clears throat> there, were, I wasn't really impressed with it, but let's look at the movie. The movie was an MGM movie. It's, and what Mark, my understanding is that that group of people put out movies that are Illuminati inspired. And I questioned, uh, Derek on that and he said, because I said, well, who's sending the message? Is it the Illuminati or is it the good guys? 
And he went, well, it's MM, MGM, then, you know, it's probably the Illuminati. And he said, there was a lot of eyes. And he was right. Every time you turned around, there was an eye in, in art, an eye, you know, they'd focus on it. It was weird. There was a lot of eyes, which is the Illuminati signal symbol. And I'm not good at picking out this stuff, even when I see it, because I, I, I just not something I pay attention to. But again, going back to that last part, the very last scene of the movie, I get there and okay, there's this kids playing with a soccer ball and the soccer ball gets over where the gin is and the gin turns around and kicks it. But I don't think that Derek realized that what he kicked it, he hit an antenna system. You only see the bottom part of it, but it sure looks like the bottom part of a 5G antenna. So the gin kicks a soccer ball in the shape of a C60 and hits a 5G antenna system. <laughs> so I look at it and I go, well, that that's kind of impressive here. But what is it? what does it mean? It means that the collective consciousness is out there, that we know these things, that the 5G can be stopped by Shanghai, and more importantly, human thought saying, no, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not, this isn't going to work. You're not going to do it. Now, you don't know how you're not, how you're going to stop it. I mean, I said that, what, 1974? When That's I found the beauty out. of it, though. You don't need to know how. You don't need to know how. You just have to put out that thought. Back yeah. then, when they told me about it, it's going to control everything, blah, 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 blah. And I remember I got so angry, so absolutely angry. That was when I was young, get, could get angry. And I just put out a no, not on my watch, no, no, no. And it only takes one person to start things to change. And it, yes, it might have been me, but it could have been you. And when you get a bunch of people saying no, 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 the power of the thought is saying no. And no matter what anybody tries to get around it, if they don't understand the basics of energy i'm putting out more energy than you you can't override me because i've got emotion behind it i'm doing it for a positive loving reason i don't want to see this happen to my world and you know you put that energy out there's no way you can be stopped yeah yeah and you know i feel it's almost easier with these i mean when you're working on building up your manifestation muscles it's almost easier when it's something bigger like that because um, it, it's kind of out of your hands, but, you know, you, you care so deeply about it and you have the emotion, but at the same time, you're like, well, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but I'm going to try something. And um, just by directing that energy, um, and, you know, as other people get involved, um, it's just adding more energy to that intention. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I feel kind of in awe, you know, whenever something big like that does happen and you know you played a role. I mean, maybe you weren't the only one, but, you know, it, it's kind of strengthens that connection to source i feel and then it just becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy and you know 
the more you believe, the more you trust, the more your connection grows, and the more powerful these manifestations can occur. So. I can't remember who it was, but somebody was saying, you know, have faith, not fear. Faith. Faith is going to yeah. work. Yeah. And it, exactly. it is. The bigger the, the bigger the problem, the easier it is to make a change. Because it's so big that <laughs> what's going to stop it? You know, if if you're if you're thinking about doing something small in your own reality, <clears throat> there's a whole bunch of stuff around you that are immediately able to stop that. But if you just say no, no, we're not going to have five G. It's not going to work. Then you put that out there. Then you know, it it it's bigger than you are. And it who's out there saying yes? It is. Yes, it is. Not enough. There were too many of us. Walt, Walt points out that the, in the Roman um, Catholic Church, if they get a prophecy that is something bad is going to happen, like the one in particular is the last prophecy of uh, Fatima, where the nun, what was her name? I don't remember her name now. Um, she wrote it down, but she she never released it to the public, and she gave it to the priest, and the priest gave it to the cardinal, and the cardinal gave it to the pope, and they've never released what was in there, because it was something terrible, according to the way it's interpreted. Because if something bad is going to happen, we know the Catholic Church is, you know, not a good thing. If something bad is going to happen, and you tell people, the people say, oh, no, 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 that can't happen, and it stops it. So they keep these awful prophecies secret in the hopes that they will happen. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, tell us what you're going to do and we'll tell you, you know, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, then one is that secret. <laughs> oh, I wanted to add on the eagle influence here. Um, <clears throat> aside from that Sarah Westall interview, um, people should check out the Rumble channel, American Exceptionalism News Network. So yesterday they released something called Treason by Newsom, 10th Constitutional Default Declared by New California State. <clears throat> On May 30th, 2023, in front of the California State Capitol, the great state of New California declared their 10th Constitutional Default against California State and Gavin Newsom. Newsom's treason was declared as the sixth count in a series of six counts in the 10 default notices declared by New California State. And so they got the PDF attached there, but yeah, momentum's building and um, they've already gone to DC uh, and and <clears throat> gathered with other, um, you know, freedom fighters. So uh, this is definitely building and, you know, Arizona's the spearhead for a lot of this election fraud and the connection to the cartels. Um, I recommend people check out Mike Gill, two L's, on podcast interviews. He was recently on Pan uh, Pete Santilli exposing like um, just how deep the cartels are controlling a lot of like people all over the country and like New Hampshire being kind of a uh, Ukraine of, um, <laughs> you know, central hub of all of this craziness. But um, connecting it back to uh, um, Eagle's influence. So there was one of Dan Wigington's uh, recent interviews was with Maria Z on uh, InfoWars. Uh, May 30th, people can go to band.video, you know, geoengineeringwatch.org. And um, 
as much as it seems like a, a, a alarmist or whatever, but he has the facts to back it up and even talk to one of the lead um, people doing these aerosolizations and how hundreds of experiments were done on the public. So, you know, something like the Eagle, and has its origins with Sperling and Tesla and Dan Winter, that it's time has come to be used uh, all over the place. And so even though we had, you know, the atmospheric rivers and the tornadoes and um, uh, even like a mini gold rush happening, there's some zero hedge articles on that I can kind of read, but <clears throat> we'll have so much time. But um, so one of the things that, that was an after effect or side effect, if you will, is the super bloom. So it's cool. You know, you see the flowers and whatever from, satellite images but my allergies just came came back like crazy and what, what i did with what uh, that book that um yasmin was mentioning i applied that methodology um to reverse my allergies and then just one one dose uh and then it was immediately gone that day like i had trouble breathing itchy eyes you know sneezing a lot and so it was that fast and effective and so can you tell us what that book is and what the you know what's what's the basics of the treatment um i'll let yasmin say that but first for people who don't really want to read or want to get the cliff notes they can go to brighton.com forward slash channels forward slash doctor group g-r-o-u-p and he has all of the videos and you can even speed it at 2x of like how to reverse the venom effects um, and all sorts of things with this kind of stem cell, free stem cell, um, you know, uh, uh, remedy. And his recent interviews, you could just put his name on Rumble, Edward Group. And under relevance, he has like uh, interviews from like a month or two ago, Keys to Life. And um, I mean, you don't need to fly to Thailand to these stem cell institutes or Panama. It's right there in your own and it's the most customized. So... Um, yeah, highly recommend it to people. Just hold your nose and then <laughs> take it in. But Yasmin, back to you. <laughs> yeah. So uh, hold on to your hats, folks. Uh, we're going to talk about urine therapy. <laughs> um, so basically, um, yeah, the therapy is utilizing your own uh, first morning's urine. Um to um, both uh, cleanse your system, uh, it can balance out hormones. I mean, there's literally nothing it can't do uh, to repair your own body. Um, and Dr. Group, he, uh, I like him because he, um, I didn't realize he was on Brighton, but he also is on YouTube and um, he just basically flat out said, he's like, if they throw him in a jail cell and force inject him with whatever toxic substance they have, um, he knows he can remain calm and he has a way to treat himself, even in very severe circumstances like that. So the book called Your Own Perfect Medicine by Martha Christie and I believe if you go to Dr. Group's website, uh, he has a way you can download the PDF version of her book for free. I, I believe he said that on one of his uh, videos. But she herself, um, Martha Christie, who wrote the book, um, she had 
very uh, horrible medical conditions ever since she was a young girl. And um, she was able to combat some of them with some natural therapies like herbs. She learned a lot of that stuff because she uh, didn't get very good results from the Western medicine doctors. So she learned to combat some things on her own, but it was after, I think, the birth of her first child that everything just came back with a vengeance and everything she had tried before simply didn't work. So um, I think it was her husband that actually presented her with this information in a pamphlet and she was a skeptic and she was totally grossed out by it, didn't want to do it, <laughs> but um, she did and she healed herself of some pretty severe conditions that, I mean, she was at the point where she couldn't even work or do anything. She was, she was so bad off. So um, definitely uh, that helped turn her around and make her a believer. And she takes... Um, Dr. Group, he took a very aggressive approach because he was doing it on himself and he just went in, you know, drinking quite a bit um, and it worked for him. He had some really good results and he also combines it with water fasting. But she, um, and this book was written quite a while ago, but she takes a much more conservative approach Um she, you know, says just start with a few drops under your tongue. Um, make sure it's always fresh. You you don't want it to be sitting around if you're using it internally. Um, but uh, if it if it's aged urine, um, you can still rub it on your skin, and it's great for your skin. Um, to go back to Mark's comment about the super bloom and all the allergies, I'm not someone who's too susceptible to allergies, but I was coughing like crazy and um, not so much with the watery eyes, but just, you know, stuff in my throat. And I could tell I was having problems with inflammation. So I went ahead and tried it. Um, the first week, I so I was just doing the few drops, starting slowly. The first week, um, I was definitely detoxing something because all I wanted to do was sleep um, whenever I wasn't working. So something that was clearly detoxing out of my body. But the second week, um, I got a lot more energy um, and I've been applying it to my skin. Um, apparently it can... Uh, take care of varicose veins too. So um, I have a few of those from years ago working in retail on my feet all day. So we'll see how that works. Um, but yeah, so far, uh, good results that I'm seeing. Um, but Dr. Group's basic recommendations, he says that you want to give it a good year because um, he says, depending on where you, you're at health wise, um, it can take up to 90 days to detox. Then you have another 90 days to heal a condition. And then you have another 90 days to kind of rebuild the health in your body. So, but um, just to give people something, um, 
I'll just uh, read what she recommends in her book. She has a summary and um, some do's and don'ts. So some of the do's are you want to start with small amounts and work up to larger amounts gradually for internal use. Uh, you only want to use the fresh urine internally. And she also recommends that you test the pH beforehand to make certain that you're not overly acidic um, and to continue to monitor your pH periodically um, during internal use. And then her do nots are um, don't rush into it with large amounts. Do not combine the urine therapy with a fasting unless you have been using the therapy for at least two months. So I know Dr. Group combines his therapy with fasting, but she says to kind of let your body get used to the therapy before you also add the fasting in. Um, and she says, do not continue to work while fasting on your urine therapy if you're ingesting large amounts and and fasting. So you must rest and relax in order to avoid possible stressing of the kidneys and to not ingest large amounts while eating a consistently acidic diet. So the book, she has some recommendations uh, for foods that'll kind of reduce the acidity in your body. And um, so, yeah, so those are her recommendations. So you know, I'm, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a naturopath, nor do I play one on TV. <laughs> so this is just me sharing something I'm experimenting with, but it, it seems to have good results from everyone I've seen. Um, and uh, it, it you know, the book goes into more details as far as the history. I mean, for a very long time, the medical industry has known about this resource. And um, they worked with, I forget the name of the company, but it was a porta potty company that would capture um, men's urine. And they, um, they separate it and they put it in a lot of the pharmaceutical products. So you're already drinking someone's. <laughs> so um, any questions, Nancy? Yeah, can you guys get into what it is that is so magical about the urine therapy? What happens? Why would you take your own urine? Well, because your body has, I mean, our bodies are pretty amazing. And so it already knows exactly what you need to heal um, the, your specific medical condition. So it's almost like a, um, a custom tailored medicine for you only. Um, and, um, you know, there have been plenty of cases of people being bitten by a snake or uh, stung by a jellyfish and um, they just put urine on the wound and it it just heals it and, and takes away the pain as well. So I, I don't know, Mark, do you want to add a little bit to that and 
because I know you've used it probably more than me. <laughs> I'm um, just getting started. It's been, yeah, more off and on. It, I may, it was mainly for allergy stuff. I mean, it, it it's limitless as far as use. The books are free. You could just download the PDFs. I mean, and there's tons of interviews. The main guy I listened to for hours is, um, I think it was Anthony Norton Weber, something like that, um, on YouTube. But that might be gone, so check, check out BitChute and... Yeah, it's really limitless. Like for women, they they show off like, oh, look how soft my skin is, and they have like aged urine that they put on the face, and and just, yeah, I mean, like like you you're saying like there's there's tons of books, ancient Indian practice, um, doctor groups, one of the most qualified to talk about it, experience kind of speaks, and you have these forums, even Facebook still has a forum, so and all in all, like mileage is very so. Your own personal, like, obviously you want to, if you get, I mean, I'm a lab rep for my own stuff I look into, right? Because you don't know how your body's going to react to something until you take it in. Like, I've been researching heavily on this uh, all-meat carnivore thing, lion diet, that um, uh, reversed almost everything of uh, Jordan Peterson's daughter. And, <clears throat> you know, and, and then so one of the more prominent people wrote this book, Toxic Superfoods, and she's allergic to beef, but she can do seafood. And, and do the carnivore approach and have some few carbs, carbohydrates. So it, it, because of her family history, autoimmune diseases. So each person has to kind of baby step their way into these things and and to listen to their body intelligence, right? So, um, and then we're also in a sea of frequencies. You know, this is radio 5G. So one of the big things obviously is, is the venoms and then whatever else is in these things that, that also has a transfection angle to it. And this does help with it, like the whole snake venom thing. And that's what also in, in some other products too. And like even Dane Wigington and Maria Z were talking about, even her latest interview with Karen Kingston and Anna Maria um, Halchia, I highly recommend that because all of this stuff with COVID and the variants, it's all nanotech. It's all like AI generated um, nanotech from China. Pretty astounding stuff. I just listened to it yesterday and I'm still blown away. I mean, I've been following this stuff like crazy. The last three years and this latest one that is like um the post release date of the final days uh Stu peter's uh, mini documentary and so um yeah so and this is the whole function stacking thing again of so for me i use the root wellness clean slate nanosoma i have shungite on i have another thing called um i hercules uh, that's more about longevity age reversal and nanosoma does that to an extent but then the uropathy is also one to you know, keep that sustained and your own stem cells. So, um, and then the shungite itself, you know, like it also generates your own stem cells. So, um, yeah, and actually I'm, I'm going to uh, <clears throat> do one of those biological tests where you have, you know, everybody knows your chronological age, but what is your biological age? So I'm trying to find out what's the best test for that. Viome was a really good V-I-O-M-E. You could check out podcast interviews of the founder and what he talks about if, if you think that is the test for you. Really cheap is like 300 bucks. And so I might do it in September and then report back like Radio 5G or the other shows. But um, I'm kind of all over the place. Well, going back to what you were saying about like the skincare, I, I do remember um, uh, a model talking about it, about how it can you know, you apply it, you rub it into the skin, and, um, you know, it's a, a beautiful moisturizer for your skin and can remove 
gray hair if you massage it into the scalp and also um, eventually uh, reduce your wrinkles as well. So I've been doing that and have noticed um, a lot more moisture in my skin. So because I know during the winter it was a little bit dry at some points and my skin had gotten a little bit dry. And so this has definitely been helping. So definitely good for age reversal. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, the material's out there, and um, it's all about balance, right? <clears throat> and uh, um, consistent application. So for me, with the allergies thing, it was pretty much one shot and then done. Like, do I really want to use it for anything else? I mean, not really. I also do turpentine maybe once a month. And then, I mean, I could put an ivermectin because I'm, I'm kind of big on the antiparasitics because I have a sugar issue now and then. Uh, <clears throat> but... Oh yeah, the Nancy was mentioning the gin, so I know it's kind of a off topic, but um, Walt's pretty big on the gin too, and and have you guys have done projects with them, but uh, they also have a cave. I think it's called like Magis Al Gin. There's a good author, Rosemary Guiley, that talks about that. Um, people who are big into out of body or like lucid dreaming can can check out the area. It, they're they're pretty cool. I, I got to hang out with them. Uh, they're it was like a party atmosphere when I went. So if you think, if you think of the movie Inception, I, I led kind of an OBE expedition to that place. But <clears throat> you're free to um, go visit. Uh, I recommend on New Moon. That's when you have the most, um, say, a uh, smoother slide to the to the entrance. Um, but let me see. I'm just going over my notes here. Nancy, did you have anything you want to add as far as... Uh, I don't know. We're going all over the place. Well, let's see. It had to have been in the 90s, probably the early 90s. Uh, we had a crystalline minerals, real little small shop. and But they would hold these meetings, you know, different people. And one of my friends went to a, a, a meeting over there. And she came back and she said, I just was in the strangest situation because the woman who was talking was talking about urine therapy so that was <clears throat> just to give you a you know a format of how long this has been out there and uh but we got hysterically laughing because this woman had written a song about yellow water and you know my friend was trying to remember the words but we were hysterically laughing it was just it just struck us all very funny and she gave it no credence and I didn't either so flash forward a couple of years I ended up meeting this person <laughs> Susie and as far as I know she's still using urine therapy and I can tell you the last time I saw her was probably two years ago and she without a doubt looks younger than her age without a doubt um i'll let you i'll update you guys on that because she's coming on june 23rd to visit with my friends peter and betsy that come all the time because peter actually ended up uh getting with susie because they were both musicians and they played for a while together until susie moved out of the area but so that's that's how long this 
this is nothing new. It's been out there for a while. Yeah, I I didn't flag the dates, but um, yeah, wait, like way before the 70s. <laughs> um, they've known about this. And um, the pharmaceutical industry has been keeping it a secret because they use it in their drugs, um, but they have to, they don't use the whole uh, urine, which is um, the, the best way to use it. Um, they have to break it down into substances and add their own uh, concoctions so that they can patent it and sell it to people. Um, but yeah, I, I had also, see, I had, there was a podcast, I think it was on, um, the AHA, a healthy alternative, uh, YouTube channel. And it was a few years ago. He, so he's a big time water faster in the African American community, getting amazing results for people. But he also did, um, I think a three-part series interview with a gal who um, she's probably close to my age and she looked like she was in her 20s and she would just put it on her face every day and um, ingest it as well. So she was really into it and has been doing it for years. So, Well, I, you... <clears throat> I've I've heard that one of the main problems that human beings have is dehydration. And Derek was doing a, a class and he said something about only 10% of, and I might be hearing this wrong, but it was something like this, only 10% of the water that you drink actually hydrates you. The rest of it you just pee out. And I thought that was super preposterous because why? Why would you be drinking all this water if it's not to hydrate yourself? And well, that so, sorry, um, just wanted to add to that real quick. Um, your body is actually only capable of absorbing a certain amount within a specified time. So if you guzzle it all at once, then it's possible that your body wouldn't absorb it all. Oh, okay. Um, but what, 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 what st it started me thinking about, you know, native people and I'm going like, you know, they didn't have water systems like we have water systems. You open the tap up, they were dependent on nature. Did they have a, a stream or a river or whatever? And what about these nomads that go through? deserts where there's no water how i mean they're not camels they're not holding it in their belly how how in the heck are they surviving but if these very ancient people understood the concept of of drink your own urine now i don't know much about the subject but if i'm remembering correctly when you piss it out you're pissing out like sort of like antibodies for what's wrong with you I didn't and quite also, also minerals and vitamins. So oh, yeah, pissing all that out. And so, mm -hmm. if you drink it after it's processed through the kidneys, then the body is more able to uh, utilize it. Let's put it that way. Correct. Okay. So maybe the the 
oldest healing technique could have been your own urine because these people are not foolish and if 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 i'm going to die because i'm not drinking my own urine i'd probably drink my own urine so maybe this was part and parcel of how they were really you know able to survive in in circumstances where it would seem impossible because oh, they were- ab- absolutely and in fact i i think it was one of the military branches put in one of their survival handbooks that you could uh drink your own urine in a situation like that if you had no access to water. So it's it's very possible that some of these ancient civilizations that had to cross the desert and, you know, you can only carry so much water with you. So um, if you run out, <laughs> you have your own, your own fountain. <laughs> or maybe they didn't run out because they were recycling it. True. Yeah. You know, we don't know. So I don't. I know that that for most of us, me included, this was like, oh come on, I don't want to hear this thing, you know. Um, <laughs> but it may be one of those secret cures that have been kept from us because it. If the pharmaceutical companies are putting it in their drugs, I'd rather have my own urine than somebody that's pissed into a porta to- to- toilet. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I mean that seems a little more nasty to me. To drink yeah, yeah you thing. know that that's uh, that. But I don't take pharmaceutical drugs, so not likely. But um, no. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I guess but I guess I guess that's I how, guess he, that's made, how he made uh, this guy who does the porta potty business. He made a ton of money selling it to the pharmaceutical industries. So capitalism does work. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I mean, who else had a supply of urine? (laughs) Somebody, you know, one of his competitors. Oh, my gosh. He also got uh, the drug Premarin is from horse urine. So that's an old school. um, It's a female drug. Um, Yasmin, you know, it's, it's estrogen related. I forget. I guess people could look it up. Yeah, I think they made a weight loss drug from horse's urine a, a while back. Wow. <laughs> horses yeah. are healers after all, right? In many ways. <laughs> They're beautiful, too. <laughs> and they can be very fun. Yep. Yeah. So, um... Are you guys good to go? We're kind of way over the hour for a break, but um, we can take a break, come back and and regroup and talk about something else, or we can um, just go on with the show. Um, I, yeah, I could use a break. All right, so let's take a break. Let's take a moment to thank the people who make intergalactic distribution of this show possible. Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Yes, folks, Mystical Wares is where the Jedi Knights shop when they have their annual field trip to planet Earth. After annihilating battalions of stormtroopers and blowing up the Death Star, they deserve an all-out shopping spree, and their supplier of choice is Mystical Wares in Mount Vernon, Washington, an oasis of light in an otherwise dark universe. I spoke to Master Yoda the other day and asked him where he buys his Shungite. He replied... Tell you I will, 
and not belabor mystical wares. I also pick up spare parts for my lightsaber. So there you have it, folks. If it's good enough for Master Yoda and the Jedi elite, it's certainly good enough for the rest of us. Mystical wares in Mount Vernon, Washington. Online or on location, you'll be sure to give them a standing ovation. I am Ani, mad as the day is long, Avidician. This was Metaphysical Martini, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio, to whom we are most grateful. Until we meet again, my darlings, get involved in local politics, learn to identify the dirty tricks within the matrix, and above all, let the spirit inhabit the human. And welcome back to Radio 5G. This is a pre-recording that will be aired on June 7th, 2023. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Mark Joseph and Yasmin West. Okay, you guys back? Yep. Yes. All right, excellent. So uh, you had a list when we started talking about the show. Is there something else that you know you want to talk about, Yasmin? Um, well, yeah, I wanted to just, you know, I wanted this show to kind of be about providing solutions um, to keep people out of the fear mindset, because um, we know that's a very destruct- destructive frequency. So um, I also want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, because people are worried about their money. Um, a lot of people are right now with uh, the situation of the banks, but um, real quick before I get into that, I wanted to uh, make an announcement about a couple of things I'm going to be doing. Um, Saturday and Sunday, June 17th and 18th, I'm going to be at um, the Pangaea Festival here in Fair Oaks near Sacramento, and I'll have a uh, Reiki and Scalar set up there so if anybody's in the area they can stop by it's free to go to the fair um and then also june um uh 21st wednesday for summer solstice i'm going to be in the mount shasta area there um and so i wanted to offer the listeners uh, a free reiki transmission from a very powerful spot there in Mount Shasta and um, probably get to transmit that from Panther Meadows, which is a very spiritual spot there um, right on the mountain. So if anybody would like to receive that Reiki transmission, um, they can just go ahead and email me or submit um, the contact form through my website. Uh, thereikiaccountant.com and my email address is contact at thereikiaccountant.com so just wanted to do that for people because these are these are weird times <laughs> we need help right well so, yeah we, we have one with uh, mystical wares that he does on a weekly basis it's free you can sign up for but um, it, 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 it makes a difference and to be in that special place that you're going to be in should be very interesting. So put me on your list. Will do. <laughs> and all my animals, just the whole house. Everybody. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Sounds good. You're welcome.
So, um, yeah, I just I wanted to talk a little about about gold and silver. Um, I I know there's been some past conversations about how um, you know in the past they've they confiscated people's gold. So um, you know there's people that saying yeah you should invest or you shouldn't invest, and I, I would just you know not a financial advisor, nor do I play one on TV. (laughs) But, you know, I'm a reasonably savvy accountant, not saying I haven't made some money mistakes myself, but um, precious metals in general are a good hedge against inflation. Um, And, you know, if you take the price of a home you know, way back when, like in the 30s or 50s or whenever, and you convert that to um, ounces of gold. Um, And I got this uh, information from my gold dealer. And you compare that to ounces of gold of the price of a home today, uh, you'll find that the actual number of ounces of gold has to purchase a house has never changed. So that kind of demonstrates that um, as, you know, our money's been chipped away with inflation and with, you know, all this doling out of free money that's been going on that really isn't free to us because at some point we have to pay the price. Um, that's one way you can kind of hedge against that and um, still keep the value of what you already have today. So just wanted to kind of point that out and um, there's a number of ways that you can invest in gold and silver right now I would say silver is a little bit undervalued as compared to gold Um, in the past it's been up over $50 an ounce it has been the spot rate and right now it's around 24 so Uh, There's definitely some room to grow um, as far as if you're looking to invest. But again, going back to what I say, it's more designed to be held for the long term and more as a hedge to preserve against inflation. So um, there's also a number of ways you can invest. I mean, obviously, you can go to your gold dealer and buy a few gold and silver coins and, you know, keep those locked up. There's also, if people have stock trading accounts, you can purchase ETFs, and that's the way you can invest in gold. Although that's not ideally the best because it's tracking the price of gold as opposed to you physically hanging on to gold. But there are some companies which they will transform uh, part of your IRAs or if you had a 401k with a job or something, you could convert some of that into actual physical gold that they store offsite in a vault. And uh, for people who know anything about IRAs, um, you know, if you're not of a certain age, you can't take distributions without paying a tax penalty. So um, this is a way where you can still get physical gold into your IRA 
without taking the distribution penalty. But I will caution people for doing that. Thoroughly research the company because there have been some unscrupulous companies out there that, um, yeah, have have not been storing the gold for people. So <laughs> be careful out there. Um, but I I did do this myself with a reputable company. I, I don't want to throw any names out there, but um, it's a pretty streamlined process to get your self-directed IRA where that you can put gold in or silver or platinum for that matter. So um, anything like that. So just just something so that, you know, I, they typically recommend not to put more than 10% of your portfolio into precious metals because it's not really an investment. It's more of a hedge against inflation. But, you know, use your common sense, use your intuition with the way things are going and, um, you know, consider where you want to position yourself. So I just want to put that out there for people. Um, I don't really think... I don't think there's too much to worry about, especially for people who are awake and aware, especially for people who work with consciousness. You know, I've found, you know, when I was in financially tight situations, you know, you just, you go back to your connection with source and it seems to work out. Um, you seem to squeak through somehow. <laughs> so, you know, again, um, getting away from the fear, but also if you feel the need to protect yourself somehow so that you don't build up fear, um, definitely look into doing that. So. Did you hear my, did you hear Say What Show Saturday? Um, I think I may have heard part of it. Or I think you were talking about investing, right? No. No? It was different oh. than <clears throat> and this is such this is again the, the synchronicities of it um for well, my, one of my bosses in the last job i had came out of his back office he'd been in the vault and he says to me he was never at the office except to go to the vault and he says to me here i want to give this to you and he gives me two what looked like gold chains to me and he said um they're just sitting in there. They've been there for decades. He said, you you enjoy them. And so I thanked him very much. <laughs> and then um, looked at it and found out that, yes, this is very, very, you know, good Italian gold. And so I started wearing it just to, you know, thank you very much type of thing. I had no real connection to it at all. But I wore it for decades because gold is such a, a, a conductive kind of, uh, element that I figured, you know, this much gold around me, especially after I retired, because I never leave the house, I might as well have the gold around me to, you know, increase the energy field of my own body. That was my my thinking. And I wasn't, I, I trust the guides, I trust messaging that I get, and I was getting nothing, but yes, wear it, wear it. So something started happening that made me kind of like, wonder about was this a good thing it was just sort of like a passing thought and then 
I stumble across a program that's about gold. It was uh, the Unexplained Files or Unexplained with William Shatner on the History Channel. And they're talking about gold. And they started talking about the, ooh, the Ouija stuff that's on the gold and the fact that, you know, forever and ever, it's been um, not just touted because it's a scarce mineral. And it came from outer space. It's not manufactured on the earth. It came from meteorites and stuff. They said that the amount of gold that is on the earth that's been mined is equivalent to a football field. And I think they said 30 feet high, which is ten, uh, three stories. That's not a lot of gold. <laughs> you know? Um, no. But... The, the the idea behind the gold was that it it carries a lot of people have put thoughts into gold being you know oh you got to have the gold the gold is magical it'll keep you young it'll do all it's a power thing the Egyptians would bury their people with all this gold uh, leaf over everything and so I, so now I'm I'm like wow maybe I shouldn't have this on maybe this is you know, holding some kind of a matrix of energy that I really don't want on me. And I took that sucker off, and I got to tell you, ever since I did, I'm in a totally different place. Totally different place. Interesting. It, yeah, well, and I can't, I can't really find the words to explain that, but I'm sure glad I took it off. Well, I, I'll tell you, I was always... Even as a child, I was more attracted to silver. And I I know there was there was some metaphysical class I took years back, and um, they they were basically trying to map, you know, where you were as a person as far as your connection to a certain metal. And, it was interesting. So we were doing gold, silver, and copper, and some people had more of a frequency match with the copper, some with silver, and others with gold. All depending on um, where they were in life, and you know what what they needed, you know, to correct and their energy makeup and. Um, and their situations as well. So, and it wasn't necessarily like, you know, if you're broke, you need the gold. It, it wasn't like that. It was, um, it's a little bit more involved. So, and at the time, I know I always would gravitate towards silver, but at that particular time, they, they said I needed copper around me. So it could be that maybe your particular frequency at that time needed a different metal as opposed to gold. Well, I, I was taught that gold is male frequency and silver is female. And yeah, which kind of makes sense to me. I've always been attracted to silver, never been attracted to gold. Um, I do have one gold, gold ring, but the, the others are all silver. Um, it has a pyramid in it. <laughs> so, yeah. It's an amazing stone, uh, amazing ring. But anyway, um, so yes, I believe that for whatever reason, because I wasn't getting any indication that I shouldn't be wearing this. 
And if it wasn't good for me, I would have gotten those messaging. So when I did start getting those messaging, the questioning of it, and took it and had the synchronicity of this amazing little, you know, history of gold and what it is and, and the magical properties associated with it and stuff. Uh, I said, no, no, this is something I need to do. So I did take it off. And ever since I took it off, it's like, I feel like my system is in much more communication with itself. That's the only way I can explain it. It's more free flowing than it was. So yeah, because I mean, we, we change. Yeah. So we need different things at different times. So. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. And that, that is a key, you know, that that's very, very key to who we are and what we're doing here is that we're never the same. We change, we're, we're traveling through the, through the cosmos energies at a breakneck speed and we're always changing our environment. Now, it's more of a cosmic change in the cosmic energies and stuff. But, uh, and, and you know, it's like, if you just kind of hang out and think about the, something doesn't feel right, well, don't look to, oh God, am I sick? Or is somebody in trouble? Think in terms of what's happened to the energies around you. And one of the big indicators are animals. I I, oh. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've called like Gene Rockefeller and said, oh, you know, Kizzy's puking. Do you have any, is there anything wrong with her? She says, my cats are all puking. It's too much energy. And that's one of the ways that they're expelling it. Oh, you know, and sure enough, if you, if you start to see animals they'll they'll all have this uh, not necessarily a similar reaction but they all seem to be a little off at the same time and right now i got four cats in the back of the house and i got two cats on the front of the house and i got one cat that lives so, sort of inside and outside you know and the dog the dog is a great indicator you know they're yeah. so you know, if you don't trust yourself and you live with animals, start paying attention to the animals. They'll give you a heads up that it, there's an energy field in here. Something's happening, you know, um, and don't freak out. It's just energy. It's passing and you you might go through a, oh, I got to adjust to this energy. Okay, yeah, we're adjusting. And if you got Shungi, you will adjust faster because it keeps balancing you out. Yeah, I cats and dogs are they're so intuitive and you know it's almost annoying now that my animals could just read my thoughts and they know when I'm gonna go to the door so they come and rush and you know <laughs> they drive me nuts but I I love them but you know going back to them being able to sense energies I'll never forget um, my mom's cat when I was a teenager I was kind of in that in between sleep waking state in the middle of the night and I, I was hearing something but um, you know I was half awake so I didn't pay too much attention to it well the cat hissed at it and started attacking whatever it was <laughs> so you know there was definitely some sort of a entity or energy in my room while I was asleeping so um, yeah. Well, speaking of that, one time I, I wake up and I realize that the dog is not in the bed next to me. 
and I realize it because he's on the side on the he's looking at me he's standing there looking at me really weird <laughs> and I looked at him and he ran away like he was scared oh you know and all day long it was like he was spooked about something and he didn't want to get near me you know finally I pick up the phone I call Gene Rockefeller Shiloh's acting really weird can you see what's happening and she says well, you got an entity attached to you. Seeing that, oh, and, okay. And so I said, "Oh, well, what do we do about it?" She says, "I'll get rid of it," and she gets rid of it. And I said, "Well, is it gone?" And she said, "I don't know. Ask the dog." <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I did. And he looked at me, and he his eyes got you know, the, the, his eyes were were big every time he looked at me, and his eyes just all of a sudden went back to normal, like he had relaxed. And it was like his tail started ragging. <laughs> I didn't even know it was that it was possible for an entity attached to me. But apparently not. If you got a dog around, it'll tell you. And you got a friend that you can call on the phone and say, what's happening? Oh, you got an entity attached. It's gone. <laughs> you know? Good to have those kind of allies. Yeah. But that's that's what faith brings you. It brings yes. you the people that can do this, you know. Uh, now I use Derek. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I talk to Derek on a regular basis. You know, Gene is... Gene, Gene and I don't talk as much as we used to, just because life is like that. Yeah. And because I, I don't need her as much. I found ways of... Uh, she taught me a tremendous amount about how to deal with the animals and, and you know, how to talk to them, how to listen to them, most important to listen to them, and how to read them. Because a lot of the think times, I look at them, and, and before I would go like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? Do I need to take you to the vet? Oh my God. You know, I go to a state of f- fear. But now I see I see the same thing, and I go, oh, okay, you know, what's happening? Got a little energy buildup, something happening, and I'll do something energy-wise. Sometimes I'll grab a piece of shungite rubber and just rub it all over the animal. And uh, sometimes it's just, you know, turning on a device and saying, you know, Shiloh is kind of offset. Can you help him here? So if that's, you know, it doesn't even matter if the shungite devices and the things that we use have some inherent ability to work, which I do believe they do. If we think they're going to work, they're going to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I've worked with a photo of the eagle and made it work, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I'll tell you something about the eagle. Now, the first eagle was, I actually named it the eagle, and it was an upgrade of the cloud buster that I say, like, you know, Walt's been working with him forever. And he, oh, my God, it's a big piece of equipment. And he sent it to me, and it didn't get, oh, it was just a nightmare getting it to my house. I finally had to go to the UPS store and pick it up in a in a truck to, to get it here. And I finally get it, and I messaged him, the eagle has landed. <laughs> and that's how it got the name, the eagle. But um, I use mine particularly to protect myself from floods. Now... I, there were instances of, I don't even want to get into the flood stories, 
But there were instances, well, at one point, Walt said, well, is the eagle not working? And I said, no, I can't say it's not working. You know, it, I'm not flooding out to the point that I have to vacate the house. I'm flooding out that the yard, I need to get the, the car out of the yard, but it doesn't get into the house. So, no, it's it's keeping me out of a flood as far as the house goes. But, you know, this turmoil I'm having over not knowing when I'm going to flood out is not a good thing. And then I started thinking about the uh, the purple flame in Saint Germain. And so what I did, Yasmin, is I I've got the the eagle, and on top of the eagle is a sun resonator that Walt built. And what I do is I image the purple flame, the violet flame, on top of that. And the first time I, I used to play with the Purple Flame and St. Germain back in the 90s, but I'd gotten away from it. And right now we're in the age of Aquarius, which the dominant energy is represented by purple. And it's a very, very powerful energy. So I started getting interested in it again, and it was it was a flood. that I was an inch from having the house flood out. And I'm looking at the weather and the radar, and there's a whole slew of bad stuff coming at me. And I just all of a sudden, I, I mean, I said, well, the eagle doesn't seem to be working very well here. St. Germain, can you, can, I'm, I'm using the purple flame. You know, let's just not let this property get any more water. I don't want to flood out. And it stopped raining. Within By the time I finished that, it, it had stopped raining, and it never did rain again, and it never did flood out. And yeah. ever since I started working with it, um, you know, 80% chance of rain, 90, 100% chance of rain. And as you go through the day and all of this stuff gets closer and closer, it goes to 30%, you know, 20%. Oh, maybe you're not going to get it. And it's happening day after day after day. So you might yeah. want in, the purple in, you know. flame is incredibly powerful, and I I remember my mom telling me about it, you know, years ago, and she was like, "Yeah, just throw up a purple flame of protection around you anytime you need it," and um, so I would always do that, you know, if I was driving long distances, I would just throw it up around my car um, just to keep myself safe on my journey, and. Um, there was one time, I think it was me, Bob, and Ashley. It's when I had my Mustang. <laughs> so, um, you know, I wasn't exactly driving the speed limit. <laughs> and um, I, was, I wasn't going too fast, but it was well over the speed limit. And a car behind me pulled out behind me. It was an undercover cop car, flashed its lights, and was going to pull me over. And I, I told... I said to Bob and Ashley, I'm like, quick, everyone throw protection around the car. And then I envisioned that purple flame around it. And I pulled over and then they sped off and let me go. So that's my purple flame story. <laughs> well, I, I like to pass on things that seem to be working. You know, and I, I'm not I'm not telling you, you know, this because. I'm trying to indoctrinate you into anything. It's like, I throw these things out. Just try it. See. Yeah, you know, no, it works. It works. <laughs> yeah. 
That, that's all we try to do on this station is to throw out thoughts that make you think. Yeah, give, <laughs> give people tools to navigate the craziness. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mark, you've been quiet for a while. Oh, you guys are in a good role, so uh, <clears throat> why, why disrupt? But um, since you asked, so Shungite does have the Violet Flame in it, along with the Destiny Spear and Nectar people can apply. So I did that <clears throat> with my resonator in my car uh, on, at uh, San Francisco. And um, uh, I mean, as far as that goes, but um, yeah, because you were going, you were, you were, I was going to ask you to say that story in the Shungite show, but I'm, I'm glad you expanded that here of, um, that the eagle didn't seem to, I don't know, it was doing something different, so you called in the, the flame, but that's still part of the Shungite field. So, I mean, it's kind of in the same thing, but you're just bringing up one of the other. Well, uh, if it wasn't in the field, it would have been after that time. But it is in the field because Walt, when we, we were talking about the purple flame last year sometime, and Walt had a device that actually uh, put out the purple signal. And so he added it to his eagle. When he added it to his eagle, it went into all the eagles and all the shungite. That's the way it works. It's it's uh, uh, quantum entanglement. So when he did that, it was there. But again, you have to have the interaction between human thought and what is possible. So did I manifest the purple flame? No, it was already in it. I just said, oh, the purple flame, turn it on. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does. Uh, so, and <clears throat> again, people don't need the physical form of, of these things. They could be called in because we're all connected to the field. So you can have an astral double of whatever device and then just apply it through um, thought, right? We've got pic. Well, I'll I'll do a photo montage of the show, and we'll have the pictures of the eagles. All you really have to do is focus on that, and ask for an etheric double. And this works, believe me. We have done so much with etheric doubling that it's and seen the the amazing things that happen with it. Like we completely that the gold the. Uh, Gold King Mine disaster in Colorado, where a mine that they were trying to clean out had so much pressure, it blew the mine wide open and at the cliff area, and it was pouring out tons and tons of just very dangerous, toxic material into a, a tributary to the Colorado River. And at the time that it happened, they couldn't shut it off. It was just, it was just awful. Um, at the time that this this water started leaching into it, and it got press coverage, which was pretty immediate uh, compared to what you see today, but it was pretty immediate, and we were called in to assist in trying to clean that up. But at the time that it happened, they estimated that three it was three states and the Navajo Nation would lose their water supply of the Colorado River. So we used etheric doubling. We had a particular geometric energy device that we said, okay, how many of these do we need to put around this area to actually, uh, you know, stop it? And uh, 
we got that information and we put those up etherically in our minds doing it took four hours it's all on tape we've played the not the whole tape but the you know important portions of it it's it's all out there this was back in i don't know 2016 i think and boom all of a sudden the the chemistry disappeared the chemicals disappeared and the authorities we, we were working with people right there on the river and the people there were like we don't know where it went the first explanation was that it was heavy and it fell to the bottom of a river a churning river and it's just sitting there i don't think so so they never could explain what happened but the disaster did not happen because we used etheric worked with etheric images so you can look at a picture of the of of any of the eagles and you can say okay i would like an etheric double and it's always good to have some kind of a material whatever it could be anything it could be a rock it could be a piece of wood it could be anything to kind of like anchor into the third dimension even even if you even if you wanted to have like a you've got some kind of a fountain outside you want to put the etheric double there so that it has a place in your reality and every time you look there you actually know there's an etheric double there it seems to be more efficient at reminding you that that's there and to use that energy for making massive changes in your whole your your own environment I know that sounds woo-woo and really out there, but it's based on enterology, and that's the science of energy. So just because you don't understand the science, give you, have the faith to try it. Because when you've got something like that, you know, it gives you a sense of at least control. <laughs> yeah, a we're going to have the battle between the astral double versus the digital, digital twin, right? <laughs> um so Jean Rockefeller does she have any like a website for services or something like that because you do reference her a lot in this show and in, in other shows so maybe people will be interested in um if she has that availability well to be honest with you last time I checked with her website it, it wasn't down she's had a lot of website problems uh. so I don't know I will check into it and put it in the show notes Let me write myself a, a note to see what if she's got it back up. Yeah, while you do that, um, <clears throat> while we were prepping for the show, I know um, me mentioned Karen McDonald. She was recently interviewed by Carrie Cassidy, so that's a really good interview. And then wanted to read something real quick on uh, Zero Hedge from April 28th. New California gold rush coming as record snow melt, snowpack melts. <clears throat> gold isn't raining from the sky in California, but it might be flooding into the rivers by summer. Um, Nugget Nick uh, Prebolig expects the record snowpack in Northern California to deposit even more gold in Woods Creek in Tulum County, where he shares. Hope I'm saying that right. He where he shares a claim with his father and son near Jamestown. The Prebolgs, who own California gold panning, usually find about an ounce of gold a day when they take guests to pan for nuggets on their claim. The most he and his father have found was 127 ounces in one day. Today, each ounce is worth about $2,000. He says, I think this summer I'm going to be swamped, he said. When you have a catastrophic flood like that, all the river banks and the mountainsides wash down in the river and you see a lot of gold. It could be one of the best years in decades for mining. So just a quick summary on that. But myself, uh, I've bought a lot of silver coins. Um, I, I tend to follow people like Bix Weir, Tom Longo, and Jim Willie. Now, 
Bix has an interesting take because supposedly there's like a ton of gold um, in the Grand Canyon. Um, take a look at his story, and you, there are these old printouts of like uh, Egyptian artifacts and things like that over there. So it's a whole thing that's that's blocked off. So like with the Smithsonian and giants, you know, you know, there's like something going on there. <clears throat> and there's also this kind of secret technology that can turn any mineral, anything into an element. So um, and then so Luongo's take is interesting because he says he, he's with gold and not silver because silver is an industrial metal. So I don't know how that goes into as far as, uh, um, you know, um, <clears throat> for grocery shopping or whatever. But I, I also follow Catherine Fitz and she's constantly buying silver. She doesn't give advice, but she does say, say what she does. She does do certain stocks and, and different things like that. But silver is the con consistent thing she mentions. Silver at, at this point right now has um, a larger potential for growth than gold. So that's probably why she's investing more heavily in silver. Yeah, it's not very user friendly for for the everyday person too. Like, if the quote unquote collapse or or crash or whatever happens, um, then a, as far as what we can use that's from a physical level other than trade and barter, silver coins are easier to hold rather than like the bars, let alone gold, which is what two thousand an ounce or I don't know what it is now, but it, it's right. more practical. The silver coins. Yeah. Yeah, silver, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously less in value. So, you know, if you're buying a couple bags of groceries, you wouldn't bust out an ounce of gold because that would be too much. <laughs> yeah, so Catherine's site does have a gold and silver calculator. People bookmark that site. She does give a lot of free stuff out. She does have a recent interview on usawatchdog.com yesterday. If you want to catch up on just um, all the things uh, – between decentralization and centralization, and she does do a weekly show in children's health defense on um, the financial war and how to kind of <clears throat> work your way through that. She's been doing that for so many months, and um, I'll throw it back to you guys. Well, we're at, we're at the end of the show, so <laughs> we've done we've done the two hours here. Um, this has been fun. We got to do it more because it's just good to get with you, Yasmin and Mark, and talk about things that we wouldn't normally talk about. <laughs> Urine <Yeah>. therapy, gold yes. and silver. <laughs> and also considering you're in Florida and we're both in California, and he's, uh, um, Yasmin's more far north, which is the more red area. I'm here in like the, what I call the deeper state. Uh, 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 yeah, the, 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 the value here, valley here, so. Um, but yeah. um, Yasmin, I'm up in web... gold country. <laughs> yeah. What's your um, YouTube again and website and, and if you're on other social media? Uh, sure. So the website, my website is thereikiaccountant.com. That is T-H-E-R-E-I-K-I-A-C-C-O-U-N-T-A-N-T.com. And then I have links to all my social media there, but the YouTube channel is also titled The Reiki Accountant. And I'm trying to just uh, use it as a place to just store videos on tools and ideas, um, uh, manifestation work, um, whatever we're going to need to get through the next few years. Um, you know, it's going to end well. I have faith it will, but... Um, We'll, we'll need some knowledge to get there. So, trying to share that. Appreciate you both. Be safe and 
everybody out there in listening world, thank you for being here. You guys want to say bye? Bye-bye. Take care. Bye, everybody. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah good Done. show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Lots of topics. <laughs> Lots of topics. So, um, thanks a lot for being here. Any- You've been listening to Radio 5G, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>